worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Because you have won our victory. Glory, glory. As we are standing, I would request you to turn with me to the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 21. 2 Samuel, chapter 21, verses 15 through 17. I will read it. 2 Samuel 21, 15, 16, and 17. Once again, there was a battle between the Philistines and Israel. David went down with his men to fight against the Philistines, and he became exhausted. And Ishbi Benob, one of the descendants of Rapha, whose bronze spearhead weighed 300 shekels, and who was armed with a new sword, said he would kill David. But Abishai, son of Zeruiah, came to David's rescue. He struck the Philistine down and killed him. Then David's men swore to him, saying, Never again will you go out to be with us in, into battle so that the Lamb of Israel will not be extinguished. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is eternal. We pray that this morning, your word will minister to our hearts, Lord. Your word, your word is life-changing. We pray that it will transform our lives this morning. Your word is healing. We pray that it will heal our lives this morning, our wounds this morning. We commit ourselves into your hands. Let you and you alone take glory. Let the name of Christ alone be glorified. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Please be seated. This is a passage that was ministering to me for the last several weeks. If you read it carefully, this is a passage that talks a lot about different aspects of human nature. It talks about our life. It talks for the Christian about his anointing. It talks to the Christian about Christian warfare. It talks about Christian leadership and so on, many topics. Last month's issue of Christianity Today. I don't know how many of you subscribe to it, I do. There was an article that struck me by its title. It was written by a Bible seminary student by name Derek Rishwami. And the title goes like this. Good news. 
Satan wants to destroy you. Good news. Satan wants to destroy you. It's a very strange title. What is so good news about Satan wanting to destroy me? The fact is, the title is a diagnosis. I'm a physician, and people come to me with various kinds of problems. And I have, I'm given the grave task of discussing very difficult diagnosis with my patients. But having a diagnosis is a good news because that's where you start the cure process. Good news, Satan wants to destroy you. Today I would like to talk to you about Christian warfare a little bit. We are in a battlefield. Earlier we sang, Christ has won the victory for us. Yes, he has won the victory for us once and for all on the cross of Calvary. Has he has delivered us from the bondage and the grip of sin. But the war doesn't end there. It's an ongoing battle for the Christian. We are in a battlefield. David was a warrior and a worshiper. You give him a harp, he will start worshiping the Lord in truth and spirit so that nobody with a demon spirit can be around him. You take him to the battlefield, he will put on his armor and he will be the most valiant war warrior in that field. David's men are telling him at, at the end of that statement, that's, that, that, that passage that we read, never again will he go out to battle with us so that the Lamb of Israel will not be extinguished. The Lamb of Israel, that's what David is being called by his men. We are the Lamb. We are the lamb in a dark world. The battle is out. The devil is there to get us and to snuff out the lamb in us. We are called to be the lamb in our family, in our church, in our ministry, in our team and in our society. The story is about us. The passage that we read, it's not just about David, it's about us. We are in a battlefield. That's why Apostle, Paul, Apostle Peter writes, be alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That's Peter 5.8. To devour. To clean us up. To lick the place around clean after he has eaten us. To devour. So that even the memory won't be there. That's what the devil wants. Has his eye upon you and me. The 
enemy knows that if they can take david down the battle is over they don't have to go after anybody else if they can take you down the battle is over hallelujah now we learn a lot of i i, I want you to come with me my time is very limited but please stay close to me pray please pay close attention because i won't have enough time to repeat a lot of things we we learn a lot of very important lessons from this passage passage that we read it said once again there was a battle between the philistines and israel and david went down with his men did you notice something there david went down to battle any time in the scripture it says that you have gone down it is not a spiritual revival they are talking about it is a step down that happened i'm not going to expound on that we read that abraham went down into egypt the people of israel have gone down it's written many places samson went down to timna they are all typical of spiritual and personal decline that occurred in their life when you go down you are going down from where you had been placed before when you go down you are forgetting what you were before David went down to the battle. Now this was actually not David's battle. He went down to do it. He dragged his people with him to do his battle. He went down. Some of us do the same thing in with our life, with our Christian life. We down go down to fight battles that are beneath us. battles that don't belong to us we borrow somebody else's battle and put ourselves and our ministry and our family into danger some of us are still fighting some of the old battles we have never progressed we are staying down our old battles of jealousy battles of old failures we're still battling with them we are not overcoming them our old battles of anger hatred grudge the old battles that we go down to fight and keep fighting because the devil wants you to go down and stay there because you are an easy target for you when you go down to battle remember nehemiah he was busy building the walls some of you can read for me 
Nehemiah 6, 1 onwards. He was busy building the walls of Jerusalem. A provocative, very, very enticing call came from some of the leaders. Definitely opposing leaders. Nehemiah 6. Beginning. The enemy was calling him. Come down. Let me talk to you. Let us talk to you. You know what Nehemiah said? I am not coming down. It's okay. You go home and read it. I am not coming down. I'm busy doing the work of God. And I know what God has called me for. And I'm, you can keep calling me as many times as you want. But I'm not coming down. Yes, it's a lot attractive when the enemy calls you to come down. To compromise. To forget the mission that the Lord has given upon you. All the devil wants is a plan of God to be destroyed and to be wiped off from your life. Yes, do not listen to every noise, everything that seems to be attractive to you. Don't respond to everything that you hear in life. It is not your battle. I don't know, people who have come to my house, you know, we have a little dog. Misty. It's a small Maltese. She's a yapper. And every now and then we take her to the driveway. And when she's in the driveway, there'll be some bigger dogs, some bigger dogs, walking by the street. And you know my, what Misty will do? She will yap, 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 yap. She just can't stop barking. She just can't stop barking. But you know what the big dog does? Doesn't even acknowledge, recognize her. They just keep going. That's a Christian. That's a Christian. A lot of little dogs will yap around you, bark around you. You don't need to respond because the devil wants to distract you and destroy you from the purpose that is given upon you. And these big dogs, they don't even, they walk as if they didn't even hear them. Some of us are like that. We walk without listening to it, but when we get home, we call the next door Labrador and the next door German Shepherd and the next door Golden Retriever and say, listen, by the way, that little mystery, you know, she's really mischievous. We need to put an end to her yapping. No, 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 they don't do that. That's not so, not called for. We are called with a greater purpose. We don't need to show anybody anything anymore, okay? We are not called to be demonstrators. My dear brothers and sisters, God has anointed you to sing, but you don't need to show this church that you can sing. But show them that, show to the Lord that we are, you are here to worship him. To worship him. God has anointed you to worship him. 
when you are coming on the stage it is not a performance it is you are singing to the glory of god hallelujah we are called with a higher purpose just remember that those old battles be done with it move on because god has a greater plan you have to realize that christian life is a war it is not just one battle it is like a world war this war is being fought in different frontiers you cannot just keep fighting little battles all the time you cannot keep fighting normandy every day you have to be done with it and move on because the devil has a bigger fight that is that's ready for you but the lord has a greater anointing to face that giant that's waiting there for you yes the lesson number 2 god in his plan moves you from one battle to the next we feel comfortable in the season that we are in that's exactly what happened to david he was fine actually you i wanted to read that portion uh, when you go home i don't have the time because this is something that i have been i have been chewing and chewing and chewing a lot in the last several days several weeks actually so many things that are hidden there in fact this was the last battle that david personally fought never again david went for a battle you know but the problem with us is that when god is moving us from one battle to the next we are very uneasy we become very uneasy about it we become become very uncomfortable because we are used to the previous season like we have here we are comfortable now summer is what we are comfortable but all of a sudden the leaves started falling then winter comes we are uneasy in the beginning then we get used to it then all of a sudden june comes it's hot oh my goodness everybody now is complaining i go to the office every patient that comes to my office says oh my goodness how hot how hot this is the same people who complain about how cold it was 6 months ago i don't know what will satisfy them we become used to what we have the season that we are in we get used to but the lord wants you to be moved from one season to the other because he has a greater plan for you he has a greater anointing upon you he has a greater vision about you what happens is that when we battle the same battle when we fight the same battle every day in our life we get exhausted we get tired we get burned out because we are working on our old anointing we seem to think that we can do it then that's when we trust in ourselves that when we trust in the people that's when we trust in the princes of the world that's when we trust in men we defocus from our god actually when apostle paul writes in second timothy that he fought the good fight he really means that he is finishing up the war 
has battled on every front and he has won on every front that's what he means well when the lord moves us from one season to the other it's a challenge because we become uneasy we are not used to that god gives you newer opportunities newer vision about how your life and contact should be how you behave how you conduct your ministry god wants to move you but you become uneasy you know in first samuel chapter 2 we read hannah the mother of samuel visiting him every year can you read 1 samuel chapter 2 verse 19 Samuel's mother would make a make she doesn't go to the ready made place she will make it she will make it herself okay and bring it to him ear to ear so she makes an yearly visit and she brings a coat a jacket for Samuel how in the world will she know the size of samuel there was no texting that day otherwise today we could text eli hey by the way how is my son doing what is his size i would like to bring that jacket eli would say 36 short no nothing like that no telephone no facetime no facebook how did he know how did she know dancers she did not she did not the jacket she will make anticipating this is how much i will expect him to grow it's an anticipatory mission that is being accomplished every time she goes to visit her son it's a jacket that she will put it on samuel and samuel looks at himself if he, there was a mirror and there was no mirror Samuel looked a little too small for the jacket. He maybe he felt a little uncomfortable in it because it was a little too big for him. But it was for Samuel to grow into that jacket. God puts jackets on you and me for newer and newer seasons. He gives you anointing He calls you to places newer and newer for you or you and me. Yes, it feels very uncomfortable in the beginning. But the Lord will give you the anointing for you to grow into those jackets. It is your jacket, Samuel. You have to grow into it. You have to grow into it. The devil will come and whisper in your ears, now you can't do it. you can do it but by trusting in the lord you will tell devil devil this is my jacket and i'm going to grow into it every day is a day of new anointing every day is a day of new mercies 
as the prophet says, I see new mercies every morning. New mercies to grow us. New mercies to nourish us. New mercies to nurture us. And new mercies that will take us to the destination that the Lord has prepared for us. David, God has already moved you from the previous season to a newer season. But the problem is, we want to stay there. When you fight below yourself, you know what happens? You will bring yourself down. That's what happened to David. You will bring your family down. You will bring your ministry down. You will bring your church down. And you will bring your team down. Stop fighting old battles. God has prepared a newer frontier for you. Move on to it. Hallelujah. Every day we'll see new challenges. And the Lord will give you newer anointing to face it. Stop fighting old battles. It will tire you. You know, David fought this battle so much that he got so tired and exhausted that when the real battle was being prepared against him, he was not prepared. As he was pacing back and forth on the terrace in his house, in his palace, the devil was standing right in front of him with a newer attack ready. David did not recognize because he was so tired fighting the old battle. And you know what happened in that battle upon the terrace. David failed. David failed. Hallelujah. Then it says, David went down with his men to fight against the Philistines and he became exhausted. And Ishbi Benob, what a name, right? In case somebody is looking for a name for a boy. One of the descendants of Rapha. He has relations to Goliath. I don't have the time to dwell on that. When David had won over that battle over Goliath, the, battle, the war was not done. Yes, David has his head in his hand. The battle was not over. There was other tactics being devised by the devil to attack him and destroy him. Ishbi Benob, one of the descendants of Rapha, whose bronze spear, bronze spear had weighed 300 shekels and who was armed with a new sword. Did you see that word? Now he's armed with what? A new sword. You know the Hebrew word that is used as it translated as new sword is really, it's hadas. The word is hadas, H-A-D-A-S. And the meaning of that is not new sword. For lack of a better word, I think they use that. The, the meaning of hadas is, it's a weapon that was never used before. A weapon that was never 
യൂസ് ബിഫോർ ഇതുവരെ ഉപയോഗിച്ചിട്ടില്ലാത്ത ഒരായുധം ഇറ്റ്സ് സെയിം ഏനമി ഡിഫറെന്റ് വെപ്പൺ you know he changes tactics each with each attack yes he tried depression on you you couldn't be caught you won over it now he is trying you with temptation you won over that now he is trying you with fear then he moves on to lust then he moves on to jealousy then he moves on to pride keeps changing the weapons because he wants to get you my dear brothers and sisters we have a common enemy we have a common enemy and his name is devil satan the old serpent none of these are our enemies remember remind yourself your brothers your sisters your coworkers your boss your the people who work for you they are not your enemies maybe they are used by the devil but they are not the enemies the enemy is the one that really wants you wants your life yes he changes tactics you are wondering why is this attack against my life my family my children my grandchildren my job my finances why is it so my marriage why the same same enemy new weapon well sickness scandal relational problems loss of job issues with your studies don't get it seems too hard to understand same enemy different tactic hallelujah i don't have the time to dwell on it i have to finish and i will finish in time verse 17 it goes like this but abishai but abishai son of zeroyah came to david's rescue hallelujah he killed the giant when david was tired david was exhausted this giant was actually trying his javelin aim his javelin his sword his new weapon to destroy david but abishai recognized this i know the spirit of the lord is already ministering to some of the anointed people in this church i don't need to expound on it david was tired david was exhausted but there was an abishai who realized it he seems like a same like a very random soldier he came to david's rescue we need an abishai in our life brothers and sisters we need an abishai in our life someone who recognizes when we are tired someone who realizes that we are exhausted someone who will interject between you and the and the, and the enemy 
take over the battle from you. We need an Abishai. Yes, last few weeks ago, we heard that we need a Barnabas in our life. Then a couple of weeks ago, we heard we need a Nathan to point out our sins and to correct us. Yes, we do need encouragers. We need correctors. At the same time, we need people who will step in and support us when we can't stand anymore. When we are tired, the devil is pointing his arrow at us. David did not realize it. David was too tired. He was too exhausted. Abishai saw it. Pulled out the sword. Slew the dagger. Slew the giant. When we are weak, when we are exhausted, when we are so vulnerable, when we need someone who will watch over us, this is a spiritual battle. The enemy wants to wipe us out. Devour us. Clean up our place. We need an Abishai. Who was Abishai? He seemed like a random soldier, right? He was actually not a random soldier. He had a relationship with David. I'm going to come to that. In the next couple of minutes and then I'm going to close. David had a relationship with this Abishai. Brothers, the church of Jesus Christ has to be a people who have relationships to each other. We are here as people who have a relationship with each other. When my brother or my sister is found weak in whatever situation she is in. It is for me to interject and hold him up saying, brother, I am with you in this. I am with you in this. Christian ministry, Christian church is not all about preaching. It's about living and showing that we care. When somebody's well is dry, go to him and tell him, I do care for you, brother. I know what you're going through. I want to support you here. When somebody is going through sickness and pain, go there. Go on your knees and hold their hands and tell them, it, it hurts me to realize that you're going through the pain. I will share your pain. Hallelujah. David had that kind of a relationship with Abishai. It says, Abishai, who was son of Zeruiah. Abishai, son of Zeruiah. Who is Zeruiah? Who is Abishai's father? Who is Abishai's father? Huh? What is that? Zeruiah? No. I knew you would say that. Because in a patriarchal society, when the genealogies are written after men, after their fathers, 
I knew you would say, Saruya Vasis. Thank God we don't have a Saruya here. By name, I mean. Saruya was David's sister. Saruya was Abishai's mother. It's not mentioned as the son of a father. Here, Abishai is described as the son of a woman. A son of a mother. Hallelujah. Does it ring any bell? Does it ring any bell? Does it sound something familiar to you? Has a son of a woman ever sounded familiar to you? If it doesn't, read Genesis for me. I'm going to close here. Genesis 3, 15. In the beginning of human history, humanity in the Garden of Eden, sin, the Lord gave... That's okay, go home and read it. The Lord gave a promise of a son of a woman crushing the head of the serpent. Son of a woman crushing the head of the serpent. Hallelujah. And 2,000 years ago, my Lord came down. Remember that? He came down to do a battle. He was all the way up. Earlier I said, don't go down. I don't have the time to expound on that. We shall not go down. Because the Son of God, in glory, He came down. He came down to do a battle for you and me. And interjected Himself between these Enemy, the old serpent, and me, and crushed his head. Hallelujah. Abishai reminds me of my Jesus. Without him, I would have been destroyed. I would have been slain by the swords of the enemy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, we are called, we have an Abishai. The good Abishai that gave up his life on the cross for us. So that you and I can be lifted up to where he was. That's a message for a different time. Let me conclude here. We have an Abishai. At the same time, we are called to be Abishais. We are called to be Abishai's. Hallelujah. When our brothers and our sisters are fighting and are exhausted, you and I have to go down, go to them, go to them and allow, give them your shoulders. In whichever way, whatever battles they are battling, you and I are called to be Abishai's. Remember, we are in a battlefield. Remember, we get moved from one battlefront to the other. We must not keep battling our old battles that we must fight, win, and move on. The Lord gives us new anointing 
for every new battle. It's the same enemy, but different weapons, different tactics. Finally, we need an Abishai. We are called to be Abishais. After our Lord, who became the true Abishai for us. Shall we pray? Hallelujah, hallelujah. This portion was so powerfully ministering to me the last several days. We are in a battlefield. The devil is out to get us. He wants to destroy us somehow or other. But the Lord is giving us newer and newer anointing. One thing I told you earlier, let me repeat again. God's man in the will of God is immortal until the Lord is done with him. God's man in the will of God is immortal until God is done with him. We have a purpose we, have, we are in the plan of God and the devil cannot touch us within the circle of his defense. It is my prayer that we will always be found in that circle of protection, the cordon of his protection. As we go out into this world this week, let him be with us, fighting for us, preparing our Hands for battle and anointing our head with oil. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you. For you are a God who has invested so much in us. We trust you, Lord, because you are our true Abishai. When we were weak, when the silver or gold or nothing that is tangible could save us. You came down as the true Abishai. To destroy the head of the serpent that was ready to destroy us. We thank you, Lord. We pray that you will prepare us with your spirit, with your word, and with your presence in the days to come. As your children are entering the world again to fight the battles. We commit each and every one of Lord. Because every one of us is fighting a different battle. We pray that in no frontier. In no front, the enemy will win. That you and you alone will become victorious. That the plan, the purpose, and the promises of God will be completely fulfilled in our lives, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for taking glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray.